How is everybody? Is everybody doing well? Everybody can hear me okay? Yes? Wonderful. We have a very important um, portion. I mean, it's always important, but what's important about uh, this week is that we talk about so many rules and regulation that seem uh, uh, to take care of the physical world. But here comes the Zohar, the book of the Zohar, written by Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. Thank you. So here it's coming from the Zohar to tell us, listen, I know it's a lot of rules in this week portion, but it's not exactly the way it is. Because those rules has to do with all the secret of reincarnation. The whole idea of reincarnation, the whole idea of how to understand what you're doing here. What's your purpose here? I mean, don't you want to know that you came here for a reason? That, that's why there are so many rules. Because if you look at the beginning, it say those are the rules that you put in front of them. If you buy a servant, then if the servant is Israelite, he should work six years with you. Then in the seventh, you should send him for free. Then if he doesn't want to go for free and all this and that, why six? Why not five? Why six? Why not eight? Of course, all of those things is a secret of has to do with reincarnation, uh, telling us the, the, the Zohar, HaKadosh. Okay? So those of you going to read just the English, you're going to find out a lot of concept which is very fascinating how to live your life by so it's a it's a very important thing and when you read the Torah you realize why why when you go to Israel you saw like uh, thousands tens of thousands of Jewish young kids who study from five years old the laws that the lawyers study why would a kid five years old need to study the law of the lawyers because the idea of the Talmud Okay, they teach you all the rules how to behave, what to do, what's legal, what's not legal, is because we don't look at the judge as a human being. We look at the judge as the creator, as God. So the child has to know if I'm standing in front of God and I want to do the right from wrong, I need to know. And this portion is all uh, uh, about it. But Rabbi Shimon Baruchai telling us it's all the rules of reincarnation. Now, what is reincarnation? I mean, some people don't believe in it. I mean, the Catholic, the Mormons, they don't believe in the reincarnation. So, why is it so important to know reincarnation? Because when you believe in reincarnation, you realize you're not have been here for the first time. You've been here last time and you did a mistake. And because you did a mistake, you came back. If you came back, you did a mistake. Okay? So, I think it's time to kind of wake up and get evolved and not just shape my opinion by society, by people, or by TV, or by politician. Shape your opinion as you read something solid like the Zohar, like Kabbalah, Tikkuni Zohar, Torah. You know, take something serious and read. Then develop an opinion. Now, if you think about rules, sometimes the person, you know, reincarnation, doesn't mean if the person is sophisticated and smart, necessarily a good human being. The Nazi was very smart, very sophisticated, but they were terrible people. Their purpose was to kill, 
to kill whatever they feel is no needed there. And some stupid people I see now in the United States, some people announce themselves as Nazi. Oh, we are the part of the Nazi. Oh, we are, we, are, we are the Nazi. They don't even know what it is. You know, it's stupidity that I see lately. I think like the evil took vacation and stupidity took over. I used to see evil people. No more evil people around. You cannot even find one evil person. Nobody is evil. Everybody is stupid. Don't know what happened to the world. What happened? Well, the sad part is the evil sometimes is a very good partner. And the good partner calls being smart, being sophisticated. It reminds me of a story that uh, one time a scientist from Germany went to study before the Second World War. He went to study the whole idea of why people eat people. He went on one of those islands, I don't know where it is, maybe Old Guinea or New Guinea, maybe next to New Zealand. There's cannibals there. People eat people. He arrived there in the right time, so they're not going to bite him. And they start having a conversation with the translator. And they sit together, the interpretation, translator from, English, from German to, to their language. And he asked, tell me about your culture. Hello, that's what we do. We fight, we have tribe, we have war. And when we're hungry, yes, we, we got to eat. People. The scientist was shocked. I can't believe that happened and all this and that. And he said, what, tell me about you. So well, we are just after this, the First World War, you know. And the First World War, you know, we lost about, we, we killed 30, 30 million people were killed. And the cannibal looked at him with his open eyes and said, wow, did you eat all the 30 million people? He said, no, 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 no. We, we, we just killed them. It was a war. The cannibals look at him and say, I don't get it. You kill people not to eat them? Why are you killing them? So, well, that's disagreement and politics and bomb. So, but you're not, you're not hungry, so why would you kill the other person? And I think within this question, there is a lot of lesson about reincarnation. A lot of time we think we're doing the right thing because it seems smart. It seems right. But you're not going to be judged by stupid decision or smart decision. You're going to be judged by evil decision. You cannot use your wisdom to make other people suffer. And that's something uh, that I want to start with because we need to understand that you cannot just follow your wisdom if the end result is make other people suffer. Reincarnation means that every time somebody else suffers because of you, or every time that you didn't fulfill your mission, what we call in Kabbalah Tikkun, you will have to come back or you will have to suffer. Very, very simple. That's the rules of reincarnation. Now, how do you know what's the right thing for you or not? Well, if you follow your five senses, if you follow what you see, what you hear, what you taste, touch, smell, those the five senses are the gate to hell. They are basically the five gate that take the soul to the wrong 
journey. Why? Because you should look at the area where you should look. Don't look at the area where you shouldn't look. You should listen to conversation that you should, but some conversation you should not listen. You should put your nose in your business, not in other people's business. You should eat the right food and speak the right words with your mouth. Otherwise, those words will go against you. And you should touch what belongs to you, not what's not belong to you. So you can see for the five senses is if a person cannot control the five senses, then why that person want to be a leader? I always tell people, people that cannot control themselves cannot be a leader to others. They're only going to try to control others instead of lead others. So it's a very important understanding of under, starting today to understand, okay, five senses. If I will find a way to control my five senses, not to lead me. So I will lead my five senses. I will look whatever I want, talk about whatever I want to do, eat whatever I want to eat, listen to whatever I want to listen, smell whatever I want to smell, and touch whatever I want to touch. If those five senses lead you to do all the negative things, then unfortunately you're coming back or there is some type of tikkun, which means punishment. It doesn't mean that God punishing you. It means that the force that you created is negative enough. It needs to be eliminated. God is only love. But the love has power. And if the love shines, and you have a lot of negativity, selfish hatred, and just about you, the love is all about giving. So the love and the hatred or the selfish cannot coexist. So what the love does, when you get closer to the love, it burns that negativity, which is good for us. It's almost like going to a dentist. It's painful, but it's good for us. Right? Cleaning your teeth is good. It's bad, but it's good. All of those things is the understanding for incarnation. Now, there is four levels of the tikkun, and there is four negative forces that will attack you, okay? Three of them are, there is the name for the clipot, okay? I can, I can say the name in English. One of them is called uh, uh, a stormy wind. Uh, I'm translating. Uh, a burning fire, a flame of burning fire. That's the second clipa, second negative force. Uh, and the third one is a great cloud this is the name of the three major clipot now you have a fourth one the second one called Venus clipper why, why I kept the fourth one alone because the three clipot the three negative force is attacking you it's obvious it's attacking you which means there is negative thing that we're doing that we know those things are negative those are the three levels of negativity. Then you have Klippat Noga. Klippat Noga is Venus Klippa. Venus Klippa is of good, of, of bad. It depends on the person. If you're doing good things today, the negative force called Venus change to positive. If you did a bit negative, this all Venus Klippa turning, turning negative, unfortunately. Why am I sharing that with you? Because you need to know you have five senses. That's the tool that you can commit crime with. And then you have four categories that come to attack you in a different level. And the fourth category, which is the Venus Clipper, very tricky because it's of good, of bad. So 
people get tricked because it feels good, but it actually damages my body. It's almost like to scratch your skin after you have a mosquito bite. It feels good, but eventually it's going to work against you. That's a Venus Clipper. So this is the introduction to the old concept of reincarnation, and I hope uh, uh, it finds you well. And now I'm going to jump into the Parsha and into the Zohar. And I'm jumping into the Zohar in verse, let me see it, 51. Beautiful Zohar this week portion. Those of you who have the English version should read a lot of it. It's beautiful. Nun Aleph. עוד יש אזהרות לבני אדם במקרא דולו. כמה עצות טובות לראות בכל דברי התורה. The Torah itself, in this משפטים, verse 51, it says that the Torah gives us a lot of advice. וכולם אמת בדרך אמת, it's all truth, ונודעת לחכמים, and it's open for the wise, the one walk in the path of truth, בזמן שרצה הקדוש ברוך הוא לברוע העולם, when God want to create the world, God drew the old soul that's going to be created ever. To be put into the body of human being. And he really drew exactly the shape of the soul to go into the body. And some of them, unfortunately, will go and become negative and bad. And when the time for the soul to go down, for the same soul to go down, there is intercourse, there is a body. Now that's the vessel. Now the soul has to go down. God calling to that soul, and he's saying to that soul, it's time for you to go to that body. And the soul answer to God, master of the world, daily The soul say, I'm sorry, God, but I'm not sure I want to go there. I have enough here in the upper world. I think I'm, I'm, I'm fine. Why do I want to go into the body? So they will make me dirty? I'm pure. I'm righteous. I'm holy. I'm perfect. Soul. Why do I need to go down here to this world? Answer her, God. From the time I created you, I created you only for that mission. So you can be inside the body in this world. So the soul see that that's what God mission is, you read it, Baal Kocha, so the soul go down, even if the soul doesn't want, and they're going inside the body, so it's tremendous understanding to understand the reincarnation point of view, your soul don't want to be inside your body, your soul want to leave, and it's a, a Torah, shenotenet etza lekola olam, sheroetken, so the Torah, is, what is Torah? Come to Oraa. It's giving us advice. What is, that's what the Torah. She tell people, please look how much mercy God have on you to give you that pure soul. Margalitova. It's almost like a beautiful diamond inside of you, and he sold it for free, so you can enjoy that. Now we're going back to the portion. What is the portion say? The poet should say, if a man sell his own daughter to a slave, what is he talking about? Who is the person? God. Who is the slave? The soul. Who is sell it to? To us. <laughs> so now you understand the portion better. So basically, God is 
take the soul, yeah, and force her to come to our body. That's really what this portion starts with. If you look at all the laws of slavery, it doesn't talk really about slavery. It talks about the souls. And that soul is like a slave among you. Please, I'm begging you. And it's time for you to die. And the soul has to go back. What did it say in this week, Parasha? Make sure that your soul is not living like a servant. She came like a queen. He came like a king. Clean. Don't let the soul to get dirty with all kind of negativity. Make sure that that soul leave this world perfectly clean. So that the soul going to go back to God, that the Creator will be happy with that soul. And you're going to get the reward for that. And the Pasuk in Mishpatim continue. The Torah said, If the soul is bad in the eyes of her master, meaning what? Meaning when the soul is living with dirt of all the negativity that we are adding to it, and the soul is not appear correctly in front of God, Woe for that body that caused that soul to be damaged. So when the soul, try to imagine how it works, soul going up and down. So they're coming down, it's very fast. Coming down, 90 years old, going back after death, and the soul has to come back the way we receive that. And when the soul come up, it's come with a file, it's come with a little wallet. And it say, this soul come from George, this soul come from this person, this soul, they're an announcer. And so, the whole laws of reincarnation, as the Zohar Mishpatim is teaching us, is all the idea of transformation and change. That's what vital transformation is all about. And I hope I will find the one person who heard all my lecture. By hearing all my lecture on vital, you definitely transform yourself and change. If you didn't start, time to start. Start from scratch and every day. Watch one little bit. Why not? Why not? We're not here to study and get better. What's your purpose? Fame, money, good, do it too. It's important. But what else? You got to start taking care of your soul. And your soul wants to study. And vital transformation have enough free study for each human being. I think we have almost 500 hours. So go ahead and study. Study, finish the Ari, finish the Kunazor, finish the examination. Don't be busy just uh, looking at me now and be happy about that. Make sure you study. Those of you who didn't read my book, read my book. See if you get it. Grasp it. After you read my book and master it, share it with others. Help others. That's what it's all about. Your soul has to be active. Don't do it for, for, for somebody else. Do it for you, for your soul. So if the person is no longer spiritual, the soul is pick up the phone and send an email to God and ask, can I go back? Please. 
I want to go back. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to be with this guy or with this girl. So when the soul of the body, if the person was keeping the soul perfectly, the soul would go directly to the upper level of metaphysical or more, I should say spiritual. But if the person didn't keep the soul well, the soul have to go to a lot of struggle to get back to a place. So what we learn from that? We learn how important it is to a person that will not get out of his path, you know, of neg to go to the path of negativity and just to be busy working on yourself so your soul come back. So what's your purpose in this life, if you think about it for a second? Your purpose here is simply to make sure to guard your soul not to be dirty by all the negativity. So before you let your five senses take you into doing the wrong thing, make sure that you don't let it happen. Be strong. And ask yourself, if I cannot control myself, then what am I doing here? Everybody put the dog on a leash, the monkey, the cat. They do all kind of things. They pay so much money for the, for the animal to be behaving. You know, you know the dog when they start scratch themselves, they put this plastic around their neck, that thing to guard them, the cone around their neck, to guard them not to scratch themselves. Can you imagine if they put it on you while you are looking in the wrong area, touching the wrong thing? Can you imagine? Maybe we need it. Maybe we need it because it's all about reincarnation. You're sitting now. You're watching me. Good. What are you thinking about now? No. Just stop for a second. What are you thinking about now? You have your pen and piece of paper and you say, I need more information on this? Or you say, or you're crying now and you say, what have I done to my soul? What have I done to my soul? This, is, this should be the, the takeaway. You know, what have I done? What have I done? I'm busy swimming. I'm busy losing weight, I'm busy gaining weight, I'm busy getting six-pack. Good, do that. It's important to take care of the body. But don't forget your soul. Your soul needs attention. Look at the Torah, find out what's right, what's wrong. If you don't have time to Torah because you want to make a lot of money, then have a teacher. Seriously, have a teacher. Not somebody who says, that's my teacher. No, thank God. I mean, the last few weeks, I have many people who study with me online, privately, that makes me really happy. And I would like to offer it. I offered it, I think, last time. No, not a lot of people call from the Zoom or from whoever watching me now. But I'm giving service to people who want to study. If you get stuck with one book that you want to study and it's a book that I can relate to, call Debbie, make an appointment, and I will give you my time free, 10 minutes, 15 minutes to help you out, to help you out with a book, to guide you. I want to guide you. I want to make sure that you are getting on the right direction of study. Because your soul needs it. It's important. I'm continuing. And I'm jumping to verse now 29. And it says like that. This world is a mix of good and bad. Everything in this world is good and bad. The bad is good. The good is bad. 
The bad has good, the good has bad. Meaning, something that looks good, it is good, but within it there is bad. Something that looks bad, it is bad, but within it there is good. There is never going to be perfect good or perfect bad. It's always going to be a mix. Since the tree of knowledge, good and bad, everything gets mixed. So when people behave good, and they be what we call center column, balance, the whole world, the whole balance, the whole scale of the world become good. When people behaving bad, what is to behave bad? Selfishly, you just think about yourself. Selfishly. You know, today, I'm praying in a, a place outside, and uh, no, not in Vital. There is a place I go to. We don't have enough people here for, for Monday. So I'm praying in a shul, in Pico, in the synagogue. That praying outside, I found no place praying outside until the vaccine will be, will be ready and everybody will be cured. And I'm going there for a while, and I'm trying to pray, and I, I, like, I like my quiet. Behind me, storm of eight guys talking. I cannot even hear the canter. Where am I? I give them the look, and you, those of you who know my eyes, I'm pretty scary here. I look at you. Uh, scary, right? I mean, I have the mask, so uh, nobody gets scared. They didn't even see me. I give them another look, like to give them a sign quiet. Then I start thinking to myself, that's not your place. I said, yes. Then I said to myself, but according to the Torah, if you see somebody damaging their own prayer, their own meditation, you should tell them. Then I asked myself, can I tell them? Am I judging them? Or am I really care about them? Well, I wasn't in the level of care. So I decided to wait until I would have of care. As I'm waiting for 10 minutes, I realized all of them storm into the place because the guy who was there, the father, he gave birth to a daughter. And I think the daughter's still in the hospital, if I got it right. And he come to get a name from the rabbi. So I start feeling like, ooh, did I judge him? I'm not sure. I really want to help. I judge him. So sometimes, you know, before you say what you want to say, stop. Check yourself. Check yourself. The reason I share this with you, because we're all human beings. We're running between judgment to do the right thing. We don't know what's the right thing. Sometimes being quiet is the right thing. Sometimes being quiet is the wrong thing. Sometimes talking is the right thing and confrontation is the right thing. Sometimes not confronting, it is the right thing. So how do you know? Well, you have to ask help from the creator. The way I do it, when I already make a decision on doing something, I'm telling the creator, listen, that's what I choose to do. Now, please help me. If I'm right, make it happen. If I'm wrong, make sure those people run away. So that's the way I, I, I do things. Because even if I know and have a lot of knowledge, my intention, where am I come from, how would I know? How can I witness on myself to know if I'm coming from pure attention or not? For that reason, you got to wait. you got to wait a little bit. And that's add to reincarnation. So when we behave bad, meaning selfishly, we are drawing the left column from above to below, which brings a lot of judgment to us and to everybody around us. And for that reason, we need to understand when you are surrounded by people who are only thinking about themselves, it will affect you. It's contagious. You cannot help it. So if you want to work on your soul, reincarnation wants, build a community. Vital is a community. I'm sorry for all the people who listen to me from Miami or from South America or from Europe or from Canada, you know, North America, 
just you can listen to it tomorrow in Israel. In, uh, we not have been with you, so we kind of lost touch with our community in Florida and in California and Chicago, and I'm sorry for that. And hopefully after the COVID, we can build the relationship again. And that's why I told Debbie that I want to do some workshop with you and some work with you so we can reconnect in a better way uh, because I miss you very much. Uh, and I think our community of Vital can truly making a difference. I saw the people came yesterday uh, to ship an old container to the army. It was so beautiful to watch everybody packing together 83 boxes that gonna go tomorrow to with a truck to the to the to the far to the Middle East to help the soldier with beautiful food and everything that all with all your donation we did we did really well this year uh, we did it two times we're gonna do it the third shipment for Passover again if you wanna join us donate or come and help and pack it with us it's uh, it's a lot of work and I'm telling you vital community I'm. I'm really, really proud when I look at what we accomplished during the COVID with all of you. It's just unbelievable. The, 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 the people who get the most of energy, uh, it's the people of Los Angeles because I live here. And uh, I just hope uh, those of you who listen to me from New York, that you make a group in New York for us. And those of you who listen to it from Florida, make a group in Florida because we want to come visit you. Those of you who listen from South America, we can do it in Mexico, and people from South America will come to visit Mexico. And those of you who are in Canada, I would love to visit Canada, uh, Toronto, and Vancouver. Uh, so whoever can organize it, you know, because we would like to see you, we'd like to visit you, we'd like to teach you, we'd like to guide you. It's a very, very important for us to make sure to spend time with you, maybe a weekend, maybe Shabbat. And uh, I think it can be, can be a very nice thing. Uh, we can do it in Europe, of course can do it in London or in Amsterdam, and of course in Israel. And uh, I know there's one person from North Africa, so maybe Barrakesh, you know. So whatever that we can do uh, to help and to guide, we want to accomplish our reincarnation as well. And Vital is a community now, and I hope in one point you're going to start talking to each other because we're making a difference. We're making a very big difference in the world right now with ships, books for free to everywhere, to hospital, to prison, to uh, children education. It's all over the world, and uh, it's just unbelievable. And without you, I mean, Debbie and me, there is no way we can do anything, you know, without you. So you are the power. So stand tall and be proud of yourself, because with your money and with your time and with your packing it, uh, that's how it works. Otherwise, it will not work. It's not going to happen without you. So you did that part of your reincarnation. Just continue. Don't, don't rest. So if I ask you, what are you thinking about when you look at me? I hope you're thinking, okay, let's, let's, let's vital do one event that all of you are there so you can see each other from all, all over the countries. And uh, uh, we can do it on Zoom or we can do it on, uh, on uh, one evening that all of you fly to LA and we will do something nice. I was thinking about maybe Shavuot time uh, to do something nice, which is in May. Either we can do it in Israel or we can do it here. I think it can be really great if we can do Shavuot together in, in Israel. Uh, and I believe that can be like a game changing. We can do it in Natanya. I can read the Sefer Torah. And uh, I think it will be a game changer. That will be like the, the most beautiful thing we can do. Or we can do it in, Peter, in Yerushalayim. 
We can do in Jerusalem. It'd be nice. I just want to share with you from the bottom of my heart, you know, the help yesterday, the lives of the people out the work. Uh, it was tremendous. Now, let's go to the details of what does that mean? Uh, reincarnation. Why people have to be reincarnated or get punished for what they did wrong? Why? Every time that you activating something called left column, you need to understand the left column. Left column meaning it's a light of wisdom. Light of wisdom means light that's going from above to below. Okay? The, the light of mercy, okay, or the light of more, the kindness light, is from below to above, meaning pushing back. Gravity going down. Every time you activated the left column, you're thinking about yourself. And every time that you're thinking about yourself and you cannot stop what you want, then the blessing that the Creator want to give you get blocked. Why? Because you cannot handle the blessing at that time. And for that reason, you have to come in a reincarnation to fix that. One time, the Megid, the beginning message was the student of the Baal Shem Tov. He asked, teach me reincarnation. Give me the idea for reincarnation. So I will tell you. I will send you to a forest. And those of you who know Ukraine and Mizabush, there are many forests there. So I go to the forest, sit there, specific corner of that forest, and come back to me. So he's sitting there and he's waiting. All of a sudden, he see a gentleman arrive to that forest and fall asleep with a bag. You know, those bags that is around his neck. A gentleman arrive. So the bag has a little money come out of the right bag. So slowly, slowly, he remove it from his neck while he's sleeping and put it on his horse and run away from there. The rabbi, my is still watching this sense. A third person came in and saw one person sleep. He said, you know what? That's a safe place to sleep. I was going to sleep here as well. He sleep. The person that his money was stolen, wake up. He look around. You see, there is one gentleman there. He look, where is the money? It's gone. He wake up that gentleman. The gentleman look at him. What do you want? So where's my money? So what money? He start choking him and beat him up so bad. And then he go away. The bank, it came back to his rabbi, the Baal Shem Tov. He said, Rabbi, I saw a thing which I don't understand. Can you help me out? He said, I saw a gentleman with money lying on a tree. A thief came, took his money, and that gentleman get beat up. What's going on? So let me tell you. From a reincarnation point of view, the one with the money and the one that stole the money from him were also together in another lifetime. Last lifetime, the person with the money was the thief, and the person who took the money was the person that owned the money from another lifetime. So they came to take the money from another lifetime. That's it. That's the answer. The rabbi looked at the Baal Shem Tov and said, I get it. That makes sense. But what about the gentleman, the poor gentleman there that lying on the tree didn't do anything and this guy beat him up? Where's the justice? Ah, oh, good question, said the Baal Shem Tov. That third gentleman was the judge. And he did a terrible mistake. He thought that the thief is not the thief. 
So he need to come back, be next to the situation, get beat up for what he did last lifetime. And this guy stole the money from him because of what he stole last lifetime. A lot of time, you're gonna go through a lot of injustice in this life and you feel life is not fair. Life is always perfectly fair. We just cannot see the whole picture. When you go through pain, it's always right. When you go through joy, you have to be careful because maybe death came from the dark side. Can we continue? And I know it's a lot of information tonight. Now, in the Zohar, verse 140, and I'm trying to be short because there is so much information here. It's talking about all the idea of soulmate. All the idea of soulmate. Divorce, soulmate, widow. What's the story with that? The Zohar telling us like that. Wife, husband, getting married. Shalom, God forbid, after less than a year, the husband died. No children. She, by the Torah rules, supposed to marry his brother. The day that his brother and her will make love, she will give birth to a boy, not to a girl, to a boy. That boy is a reincarnation of his brother. Crazy, right? Oedipus complex. Now we understand. All the idea of soulmate has to do with reincarnation. Sometimes when a man is not ready, the woman go ahead and marry somebody else. For that reason, Judaism is the only religion. It's funny. Judaism is the only religion that explain the divorce is a good thing. Divorce is a good thing. How come? How come? If the man not belong with this woman, because this woman belongs to another man, and he's just married to her because her man is not spiritual, because only when the man is spiritual he can meet his soulmate, then they marry to each other in South Africa. And now when she's ready to her soulmate, and he is ready because he's changing. And her husband will have to die. Or get divorced. The two choices. What do you think better? I think divorce. From that idea came in Kabbalah or in Judaism the concept of divorce. To save the husband. So the whole idea of marriage and the whole concept of understanding the connection of soulmate is just to do with reincarnation. If the man is, God forbid, masturbate, wasting sperm, going to prostitute. Unfortunately, that man will not have the merit to meet that woman. And you cannot judge the woman for whatever she did in the past, say the Zohar, because whatever she did in the past, the day that she married her soulmate, it's almost like whatever she did in the past is gone. It doesn't exist. Because she's doing the negative thing because he's not ready. When he is ready, she automatically become ready. That's how it works reincarnation-wise. He needs to be the work. He is the one who needs to do it. If he doesn't do the work, I'm sorry. So, is it seem unfair a little bit for the man? It doesn't sound fair. Well, uh, as my son always tells me, I'm sorry. It's not about being fair. It's about you need to know the rules. The real work for the man 
is in this world, in this physical world. The woman is his vessel. If you want to earn your vessel, you have to behave. If you don't behave, then what do you want? Your vessel will not look good. So those of you men, I'm talking only to the men, who went through a terrible relationship, men, that's when you were not spiritual enough. See Debbie, see me, read the books, study, and get help. Because if you just listen to me just now, it's not enough. We need to coach you how to get better. You're not going to get better by just listening here. You need a coach. You need something. If you don't have money for a coach, then call us for 10, 15 minutes. We will help you. We will help you. We want to guide you. We want to make sure you're making it. That's our goal. Our goal is not to teach you. Our goal is to, to see you making it. That's really the goal. I'm jumping now to Gate of Reincarnation, and I hope you got it in English. And if you don't, we can help you order it. Veda, ken lechashum echad me'elum et galagilim. Nobody from the reincarnator, or shum neshama shenehenesh, bedin shermala, or any soul that get punished. Shen lefanav karuz echad shemachiz on shov ha'avolot tamid v'kol azman. There is an announcer that go around you and announce what you did wrong. V'kol azman yarushi imit galagil sham. So the soul inside the body, and that's a reincarnation. There is a police that keep announcing this person steal, this person took uh, something from someone, this person cheat, this people, person uh, wasting sperm, all of those things, announce it, announce it. So it's like a policeman, shoter, echad, shoto. What is Dari trying to tell you? Reincarnation can happen in animal, vegetables, minerals, or human has to be, because we have to correct. Why? If you've been so selfish that you just took, took, took for yourself, that's when you couldn't be a human being anymore. So what do you have to do? One level down, to become an animal. As an animal, if you do sex the wrong way, don't worry about it. You don't eat kosher, don't worry about it. You pee on somebody else's property, ah, don't worry about it. You're a dog, you're a cat for crying out loud, right? As a human being, they have expectation. If you cannot control your desire, your desire gotta go down. The desire of humanity is the highest. Then come animal. Then come vegetables. Then minerals. Who reincarnated minerals? A killer. A killer. Reincarnate in a minute. And what happened to a killer who killed by mistake? Somebody drove a car and he killed somebody by mistake. Go to prison, paid some money. No, no, no. But what happened? That person has to be reincarnated as a Virgo next lifetime. That's when all Virgo, all of you, the Virgo, see everything perfect and you're proud of yourself. To say, you know why you see things perfect? God gave you a perfect life. Do you know why? Why you half of the time you're OC? All Virgo are OC. They don't admit it, but they're all OC. Why? Why you see the little buttons on somebody's shirt? It's not perfect buttons. Why? Because you're born with a gift to see all the details so you're not going to do the mistake again. You killed somebody last lifetime when you drove. So this lifetime you have to be careful not to kill again. That's your mission. You want to know what your mission is, Virgo? That's it. So simple, right? Stay home. COVID. I'm joking, of course, right? You're going to get out of the house eventually. All right. More stuff. And I'm sure by this time, everybody asks, 
Okay, let's say we agree reincarnation, all this, what do we do? Where do we start? Resh Kafchet, 228. What to do? What to do? You did already negativity, you stole, you cheated, you did. No, the past. What do we do? 228. Lamanu, we study. There is nothing that can stand as strong as the tshuva. Teshuva. Teshuva means repentance, transformation, change. The creator, the master of the world, waiting for everyone to make a change. As you can see, as Mishpatim come, I usually wear the red string. You know why I'm wearing red string? I need Rachel to help me. It's not just a protection from Ainara, from evil life. I'm asking Rachel, help me. I'm begging you, help me to become a better person. Help me. That's why I put Rachel, my left hand. Rachel, help me. Those of you who don't have a red string, make sure Debbie sent it to you. Put it seven nuts with blessing. If the person change, how do you change? You're sorry for what you did. Yeah. You've been tested again not to do it. And then, after halatit. So, you're sorry for what you did. You stop doing it. And you promise yourself the future, you will never do it. That's tshuva. That's a three stage of tshuva, three stages of repentance. Then the way of life for the soul is start happening when a person changes. But what if all the damage I did? What if the whole negativity I did? I'll tell you a story about, about that. It was a gentleman, very good looking gentleman, belonged to a spiritual secret community. So, I think it's next to Croatia. And what happened? Very good looking, belonged to spiritual secret community. And he decided that he want to help the best. Was very good businessman, very spiritual. No all the meditation by heart. And he started negotiating for that community that were very poor, how to get a piece of land with a beautiful place on it. And... He was negotiating with a lady, very good-looking lady, was not into spirituality, just into business. And he made it, he made the deal. But he got friendly with that lady, and slowly, slowly, he forgot about his community, and he forgot even about his, the woman that he was about to get married. And he left the community, and that woman that he married, or been with, started to become really negative, started to destroy the community, and he felt bad, but he decided to look to the other side, other direction. Still feel bad, but didn't do anything positive about it. The community were very disappointed. Of course, the girl who was supposed to be married was very disappointed. And he have a child also with this woman. One night, you see, the holidays time is coming. So he went back to the community secretly at night and he went to the leader. He knocked on the door, the leader didn't recognize him, didn't see him for a while. And tell the leader, I need you to help me to do repentance, to do tshuva, to change, I did something very bad. The leader didn't recognize him, let him in, make him a, a, a cup of tea. I said, tell me what's going on. So you maybe don't recognize me, but if you remember about 10 years ago, 
I was the big scholar here and I make a difference for your community almost and then things start to go wrong and I want to change. The leader stood up and said, that's you? Get out of my house now. How? People lost their life because of you. Get out. Kick him out. The gentleman was crying. Didn't know what to do. He really want to change. He just didn't know where to start. He has a boy with the other woman. She's really evil. He go back again in a full moon two weeks later. Knock on the door. And the leader this time opening the door said, I told you not to come here. You're not welcome into this community. Nobody like you. People lost their life. You did something that you cannot. I said, but I want to change. I want to say, change. Go out. I don't want you to come. The gentleman didn't give up. He came back one week after. And at that time, the leader get out of the house, lock the door. He take a, a, a piece of branch, a very old branch, and he stick it into the ground in front of that gentleman. He said, you see this branch? Like this branch will never give fruit and leaves and flower. You will never give anything good. You cannot change, so don't even try. The person felt so bad, so bad. And he went. The leader wake up in the morning, the leader of the mystical Kabbalistic group, and get out of his door and look at that branch that is flower and fruit on it overnight. He looked at himself and said, oh my God, what have I done? God wants that person to change. God really want to give him a chance. Who am I? Who am I to say no to a person? When God here in verse 228, what do you say? God is open to all human, human beings. When you, the day you wake up in the morning, you say, I'm begging you. I, I'm weak, but I want to become a better man. I want to become a better person. I'm just, don't have enough power to change. Help me. God opened right away the door. And you, the leader, cannot. That's how he spoke to himself. And the leader started crying. He started begging the creator, please send him back. I don't know where he lives now. Please send him back. Thank God the gentleman came back two weeks after. And at this time, he didn't get closer to the house. He, he, he said, hello, anybody there? And because the leader was waiting for two weeks for him to come, he heard a noise. And it was at night, late at night. His wife see him running to the field and looking where the voice come from. And he saw this gentleman, he ran to him. The gentleman stopped running away. <laughs> he was scared. He said, please wait. And he was shocked. He said, please wait. And he gets closer to him and he gave him a hug and he started crying. Both of them started crying together. He said to him, Master, what happened? He said, it doesn't matter what happened. I need to start working with you on transformation right now. You need to transform. We don't have vital yet, but we still can do transformation. And he started helping him of how to change or how to become better. In the middle of the study, he tell him, Master, but I have a son, I have a wife. He said, it's not your business to be worried about what went wrong, what didn't go wrong. You continue. If you continue in the spiritual way, things will get fixed by, by itself. And that's what you need to tell yourself when you start working on yourself. And it's saying like this, when a person after he transforms, after he changes, when a person tries to change, right away he breaks all the judgment that was going to, toward his direction. He breaks all the gzerot, uh, 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 decrees, all the decrees, all the judgment, and all the chain of steel. And nobody can stand in front of that individual. 
Why? Because when a person tries to change, there's nothing more beautiful to watch. You ever see a person who work on themselves? Even if they fail, even if they fail, that moment they start working to be less jealous, less angry, less cheater, less wasting sperm, less sexual misbehavior, right away things change for them. And for that reason, you know, that reason, one of the things that the, the Torah in this week portion talking about, one of the ways to change is by a person start eating the right food. The right food, it's called kosher food. Unfortunately, the word kosher food has bad connotation because people think of it as a religion. Kosher food has to do with reincarnation. The animal that you're allowed to eat in a kosher way, that's when the soul left the body in the right way because it was a soul inside that animal. And by you eating the right way, you allow those soul to go back to where they came from and then they can become human again. You know how much you help? But if you eat pig, for example, Pig is not one of the places where the soul being reincarnated. You don't need to eat it. You're supposed to eat the, the fish, which is kosher, the meat, which is kosher. You cannot mix meat with milk, not for healthy reason, because the milk, it's called the basically the gimel rishonot, is the strong, powerful energy, and the the meat is called six tzavot, meaning it's a lower level of energy. Those things cannot be connected in a separate entity. It cannot be connected like this. For that reason, I'm sorry for all the cheeseburger lover. Cannot do it anymore. I mean, you can take steak or vegan hamburger and put some cheese on it if you want. But need to start working on all the kosher thing, not from a religious point of view, from a reincarnation point of view. And if you start working on that, you will see that you're changing. Food can change us totally. There's two things can transform the person when the person do tshuva. Food and sex. If you cannot control those two, most probably the reincarnation is not working for you. Those are the two things. The day you control those two is the day that you achieve control over everything. And remember, the roots of all of it is within that. And think about it. Food and sex cover all the five senses within <sighs> them. And when a person controls that, control everything. So... The answer for all of it, for the reincarnation, is tshuva, is repentance. So, before I finish, I would like you to write down, if you are alone, of course, if you're not alone, don't do that. Write down to yourself three things that you know you're doing wrong. Either you're doing it wrong toward your soul, because when a person misbehaves sexually, it can be not bad for the world, but it's just bad for him or her. Three think that either you're doing it when it's bad and negative toward your soul, which is the worst, or think which is toward other people. I know a lot of you working on the obvious, which is what you're doing toward other people. What you do toward other people, it's second volume. The first volume is what the negative thing that you do toward yourself. If you start becoming nice to people and you don't work about the negativity that you do toward yourself, the B chapter, which is the second volume, which is how, how good you are to people, will not work. And if it's work, it's fake. So first thing you have to start working on yourself. And let me tell you, it's the hardest thing. I, I know it for me, I think for Debbie as well. It's painful. It's so painful to change. It's so painful to transform. I mean, it's like like... 
it's painful. It's like sport, like running an extra mile, being on a bike extra hour or extra 10 minutes. It's hard. When you do it spiritually, it's really, really difficult. Work on that part. So there is two things to reincarnation. Work on yourself. Not to be jealous. If you're jealous, does it bother anybody? No. Will it bother you? If you're angry, does it bother the other person? No, it bother you. Remember, most of the negative thing we're doing is bothering our soul. Then, once you earn it, then work on how you behave to people. Write those three things that you do. And now, circle one of them. And work on this one thing for 40 days. When I say work on it, please use my help or Debbie's help, you know, as a mentor to guide you how to work on that. Because if you're not going to get mentor to work on that, you're going to mislead yourself with ego and a terrible thing that can happen to your soul. And we don't want that to happen to you. Thank you for listening. And it's good to see you live again.